Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome back to the pod. We're excited for another episode. We're really excited for this week's topic of just behind the scenes of running your business because we wanted to talk about things that we wish we knew from the beginning that we do now, but wish we knew like when we started because it would have saved so much time and stress. Like we'll talk about the whole like tax situation thing and like getting everything sorted out. And it's like a whole thing that we went through, but so worth it. And now I feel like we feel so much better knowing. Yeah. So much that, more like, at ease. Yes. Cause I feel like this stuff is tricky. So we'll dive into that, but basically let's start with some updates. What is your big update? <laughs> Um, my big update is that I'm still on cloud nine from the Taylor Swift concert on Friday. If you follow me, you probably saw all my stories. I so stunning. Just honestly still don't have the words to describe how magical and insane that experience was. And it was really just so cute and wholesome because the last time I saw her live was when I was probably like. I don't know what year her red tour was, but I was a little teenager like girl. Um, and I went to red with my mom and my sister. And like, that was literally all we wanted for the holidays and for her birthday. And we were just like, it's just like so cute. And so I'm like, wow, I made it to the floor. Like that version of myself would literally be screaming, crying because she thought she would never be on the floor for like Taylor Swift. So that was just, it was just really cute, so wholesome, um, we were super close, I have a highlight that I saved on my Instagram, if you didn't see any of the videos, I also am posting literally all of them on TikTok, I'm, I have like a million more that I could post, I'm gonna turn into a Taylor Swift fan page on TikTok, um, just kidding, but yeah, it was just, it was so good, I just don't even have the words, like, it was just magical, I love her so much, and we are going again on Wednesday. So it's Taylor Swift week again for me. We made friendship so bracelets this, today and I'm wearing mine. They make me so happy. I'm like, how acceptable is it to like wear them? Wear them. Day? Because I'm just, they make me so happy. It just, it feels like my inner child is like healing this week. So I love that. It's just, I feel like everything Taylor Swift is so wholesome and girly and like, female empowerment vibes she's just amazing truly amazing yeah I saw a TikTok that talked about how like the LA shows are on another level because that's where she's recording for her documentary so it's like they're doing everything bigger in LA she's like she's a lot more dramatic for these shows I think in um her different sets so it's really good. Like, it's seriously so uh, good. I've never I seen anything like so it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's literally insane. I don't know how she's doing it. It's literally for her, it's like four, like three and a half hours of straight cardio mm-hmm. every night. And I'm just confused at how she's done that for months now. But like, I I dang. seriously don't know. It's what insane. She is like an athlete. Honestly, I saw a TikTok video talking about it. Oh, it was an athlete calling Yeah, athlete. she like trains. For that and everything do you know what era you're dressing as for wednesday um for what i have right now i think lover but i'm honestly still putting together things because i feel like i just have so much like sequins in my closet that i'm just gonna put something together um Cute. this on friday i went me and josh we did like a outfit together from style I had a little tank top that said good girl faith and uh and then I was wearing a tight little skirt if you guys know the song that's what it says yeah and then Josh had a white t-shirt on for also the song which is like James Dean vibes so I don't know what I'm gonna do on Wednesday I'm still figuring it out do you have your outfit cute no I'm also still unpacking so I literally need to dig and find everything but I'm doing reputation. Surprise, surprise. So I need to obviously like black edgy outfits. So I think I know 
what I'm I'm gonna try to you know that black velvet corset from Revolve with like the sparkles that hang down. You have the pink one. Yeah, I have the black I was one. Looking at that. So I'm thinking too. like that with like a black mini skirt. I think that would be really be cute. cute. So that's what I have in my mind, but I have to find those pieces somewhere. So yeah, that would be really cute. Everyone yeah, is just in sequins and like just looks so cute. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Like, we've been waiting so long for this. Yes. So I'm so happy it's finally here. Yeah, and I hope you guys got to go to the concert because I keep seeing so many photos. So if you went, tell me. I want to see your pics. <laughs> and Yeah, and also if you're going Wednesday, let us know. Yeah. So we can maybe say hi if we Seriously. see people there. So, uh, so fun. Yes. So, so that's fun. my update. Do you have anything? Um, I feel like for updates, I have just been doing all the home things. We've had so many people just in and out doing work. Like, I think I said this last week, maybe just, you know, fixing small things like the plumber and just like a handyman to come and like do different things. We had the backsplash tile in the kitchen painted. Oh, yeah, it was green. Really and then we got it painted white. So I'm very excited about that because I feel like that was the only part of the house that was that color. So that was a little interesting. I mean, it was definitely cute. It just isn't my vibe. So I'm glad that we were able to find a paint because it was hard because it's tile. And so you have to find a specific paint that will hold on to it and not just chip off. So mm-hmm. our handyman found this like it's this type of paint that you, I think you paint bathtubs with. It's like pretty gnarly and like heavy chemicals. So like we had to have all the windows open. He was wearing an intense mask. Like we weren't really downstairs when he was doing it. It was like very heavy duty. And so that was kind of a whole thing. So I'm excited about that. And then next week we're having a landscaper come and we're going to make some changes to the backyard. We're going to put some turf down for the dogs in one area we're going to remove some of the planters that kind of just cut the yard in half and like create more space because Andrew wants a grill build out eventually so we're going to remove like the middle planters and like put in grass and turf I think and then see Mm -hmm. what that looks like so that's kind of the first phase of the backyard situation and then we also want to paint the actual outside of the house white with like black trim like accents it's like always been a dream of mine to live in a house like that so those are kind of our next projects but other than that just unpacking organizing I'm building my Ikea closet the PAX system if you know Ikea and it's so annoying because I ordered the size and we measured and literally we put it up to go into the closet and it's literally like like a centimeter too big so like it it like if you put it it all the way back into the closet right it like gets in the way of the doors of the closet so I think we're gonna have the handyman remove the um I forget what it's called but it's like the border that's around the room you know on the edge of the floor like Mm -hmm. We're going to have them, like, remove that, and that should make it fit perfectly. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, those are the current projects right now, because once I have that IKEA closet system in, then I can put away a lot more clothes, because I feel like I will stack my jeans in there, my sweats, Mm -hmm. like, hang up certain things. It'll have drawers as well, too. So then I'll be able to put a lot more away. So, yeah. I don't know if that's exciting or sounds boring, but those are the things that <laughs> exciting. I'm, we're just working on. And then once we put more away, then we can start furniture shopping and figuring out like what we want the vibe to be and pick out those pieces. But it's a lot. So yeah. Yeah. Lots of steps. <laughs> yeah it's like all that and then for the outside of the house we have to get HOA approval so that's a whole thing and yeah we just have a lot going on and like us being gone literally the entire month of September is a little stressful because I need to get my wedding invites out before we leave Mm -hmm. so or that's my goal so 
Yeah, just just a lot to do. So right. that is what is currently happening. Love that. But it's well, all fun. August, I love we will it. We'll be homebodies. I know. Loving that. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I just rambled on for a very long time. Um <laughs> what is your influence of the week this week? Um, okay, my influence of the week. I feel like I've been seeing this on my explore page a lot. I don't know if you guys have seen this brand or if it's just my explore page I don't know but also my queen has been wearing them so her too um the brand I think it's called Repetto Paris I might be saying that wrong but I keep seeing outfits with their ballet flats and they have the silk lace-up um like ribbon tie to the ballet flat and I think it's so cute I keep seeing it with maxi skirts and like maxi dresses and I think that's really cute um I think I saw today with a mini skirt and I just think it's so cute and delicate and dainty and girly and so I went to go order them and they're sold out in the colors I want um but I've just been seeing a lot about this brand so I feel like that kind of influenced me however um I'm curious to see how the lace-up flats would look on me because normal ballet flats just kind of look a little weird on me since I am so short so I'm still trying to figure out how to wear them um and not I feel like like it's so interesting because like we like think that about ourselves but I feel like I can picture you in ballet flats but I cannot picture myself in ballet flats because I think I think I can because you got those Chanel their heels but like if I could imagine them without the heel right that's how you look but yes that's true I just I don't know yeah I need to I need to try them back on again because I feel like they're so cute and they're making a comeback and it's really interesting because they also were really big in fall last year and they're coming back again for fall this year so yeah interesting but I keep seeing this brand and it's so cute so I am turning my notifications on for the this color to come back in stock so yes that is my influence what is yours okay mine is currently just those raffia material style designer bags i posted some on my stories last week and it was like the Lueve one with the black trim and the YSL one the Saint that says Saint Laurent. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're both so freaking cute and I feel like the Saint Laurent one is so classy, but I feel like a lot of people do have it and it is a little beachier whereas like I feel like the Lueve one is I love the black trim cuz I feel like it makes it a little yeah, more really unique cute. and I think it could be styled as like a street style chic bag as well as like not just beach bag vibes. And then I've also seen a Celine Raffia purse on my explore feed and I am just obsessed. And I feel like I've realized in my collection, I have like, you know, my go-to designer bags, but I don't have anything that is more beachy. Mm-hmm. Or that raffia material. So I'm like, okay, that's the next one. So gonna keep my eyes out when you're in when we're in Europe because hopefully it'll be a little cheaper there. So yeah. we'll see what I can find. But that's the vibes and that's what I feel like I've been obsessed with lately. And then obviously gonna use my wedding as an excuse that I need a beach bag for my wedding. So yeah, I'm excited but I feel like I keep saving those bags I keep seeing them even though I feel like I don't know if this is just me but I'm so ready for fall fashion so I'm like I feel like summer's wrapping it up here (laughs) but I know some people are like oh my gosh summer forever like summer till like the end of October so I don't know I just I feel like people are still posting them and they're really cute like um Hannah Schaudberg who you if you guys listen you know she's literally my favorite she's posted in it recently and it looks so cute and I feel like Lueve is I feel like it's up and coming and it's gonna have its moment Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's I don't know I feel like all the pieces are just so good and I'm just starting to see it everywhere so yeah I feel like that's just what's currently influencing me right now but as soon as like I feel like I've already started 
to like pack for Europe. So I feel like as soon as that is in full swing, I will be influenced by European fashion always. <laughs> always. So yeah, that's my current influence this week. So yeah, I'm excited to see what's in Europe. Can't wait. Love that. Can't wait. And yeah, I feel like people are saying summer's wrapping up, but it's funny because literally summer is until October for honestly September even for San Diego and Southern California so I wonder if it really is wrapping up for like other states um yeah I feel like I will be wrapping it up as soon as we go to New York like that's it so like the first week of September like goodbye summer hello fall fashion get ready I'm so excited in a blazer (laughs) yeah yeah so we'll see Um, But yeah, so this week's episode, you guys, we're really excited to just talk about a little bit more behind the scenes of what running your business looks like. I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about this or cover this topic or just really talk about kind of the little nitty gritty things. And so we wanted to cover some things that we've learned recently that we definitely wish we knew when we started or just wish that you know, the information was out there so we could make informed decisions Mm -hmm. regarding our business. But we'll just dive in and share with you guys things that if we started tomorrow, these are things that we would implement almost immediately. Just because I feel like it's, we've, we've said this, we say this like a lot, I feel like, is like it's so important to run your business as a business. And in our podcast episode with Thea, who's a lawyer, we talked about it is like very essential that -hmm. you separate your business and you're not running things from your personal accounts. So I feel like the first thing we wanted to talk about is just tracking your income in general. I remember when I first started, I was just using an Excel sheet and I wasn't even like that married to it. Like I would update it if I felt like it if I didn't feel like updating it, like I wouldn't, Um, like the totals are very inaccurate. Like I look at it now and I'm like, what was I thinking? I just like, didn't know what expenses were categorized as. So I was just, I just had a different category for every single thing. Like I had no idea. Now we have a, like a category list that our accountant gave us. And it's like a entertainment and media expenses category list I feel like you could probably google that if you wanted Mm -hmm. an example because I feel like I didn't realize how important it is to have your categories set um when you're going through your expenses for the entire year because that will help you so much by the end of the year so knowing what categories what goes into what categories you even have and it's different obviously based on what you're doing so we are in the more entertainment and media category yeah and I feel like too we got a bookkeeper last Mm -hmm. year and like that helps so much like obviously it costs money to have one but it's so worth it because she goes in and categorizes things make sure everything balances if she has Mm -hmm. questions she'll ask us like I don't know it's I don't know how I didn't have one if that makes sense and like in previous years, I would wait till the end of the year yeah. to organize and go through everything. And now she does it like monthly or every other month mm-hmm. and it saves so much time. Yeah. <laughs> I will say also, if you don't want to get a bookkeeper, you can do it yourself on QuickBooks. However, you have to oh, yes. learn. QuickBooks. Yeah. So good. So, okay. Also, we both have QuickBooks and our bookkeeper goes into our QuickBooks account and that's how she categorizes everything that's how she does her bookkeeping so definitely get quickbooks with well, and or then without it's a bookkeeper easy because then when you have those reports on quickbooks mm-hmm. like if you want to teach yourself how to use quickbooks and like organize all that then you can just send those reports directly to your tax yeah. accountant and it saves so much time like i remember sending mine that i ha- did by hand to my tax accountant and she was probably so confused oh my god I, that's like embarrassing okay sorry yeah. like not calling anyone out but like that was so embarrassing at the time like when i look back at it now with the system we have in place um if you don't have that many expenses, by the way, or like if you're not, you know, if this is your side hustle, 
this isn't super necessary if you don't have a lot to put down. However, it is very, it will give you a peace of mind. And also it is the safest route, safest option um, with everything tax related. And personally, I would rather pay a lot Mm -hmm. to take the safest route. Like you can never be too safe, especially with this stuff. Um, And I just feel like it's going to keep getting more strict with, this industry so i think it's always a good idea um and i feel like it's always just good business practice to do anyway especially if your plan is to grow like you might as well get in the habits now when you don't have a ton of expenses and then as you grow you know what you're doing so it's easy to stay on top of as opposed to like what we did was like waiting till after we had a bunch of expenses and then scrambling to figure it out because we went back and had like previous years redone just Mm -hmm. to make sure like the categories were right like the numbers were balanced just like a bunch of little things that literally I feel like people don't talk about like no one mentions these things so when my tax accountant was like oh do you have this and I was like what is that (laughs) like uh, never heard of her like how would we know about this if we Unless you're, like, taking a course or you have a family member in the business. Like, right, I just don't. Right. I have no idea how you would know about this if you don't have an accountant or someone to tell you this. Not even accountants, like, really tell you about this. Um, like, the back end of who helps the accountant. Yeah, I feel oh like gosh, they just, just like, ripped one of my bracelets and I'm crying. <gasps> Anyways. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> it's fine. Is she savable? Oh, actually, yeah. She just came and tied... Okay, we're good, you guys. Oh, good. The beads okay. didn't fall off. It was just the tie. Okay, we're good. Safe. <laughs> we're safe. Spent so much time on those. Um, I know. I literally forgot what we were saying. Oh, we were basic- talking about our, oh, our... Oh, yes, the tax accountant. I feel like they don't even tell you. They like, don't. Make sure you have this and this. They just, like, expect it. And then when you don't turn it in, there's, like, oh, where's this form? And you're, like, what's that? And then they're, like, hmm, you need that. And you're, like, okay. You know, like, it's yeah, like, like they're really not going to take the time to explain everything to you. Obviously, that's not yeah, really they like are their job. not holding your hand. So yeah. they really I feel like every accountant that I've like communicated with is they are short and they are they're just like they expect you to know this. I mean, it's not their job to sit there and explain it to you. So here. Right. Here we are doing that for you guys. So. And I feel like, too, if you're wondering where to find a tax account or some, how do you find someone to do your influencer taxes, I would just look for anyone who does work with any type of freelance work because I feel like that's probably the closest related to an influencer, if that makes sense. So, like, if they have clients that, you know, say are hairstylists where they, you know, rent a booth and they kind of run their own business, it's very similar that we are running our own business. We have, you know, expenses that are directly related to our business and things like that. So, I would just ask those questions if they have experience with that. I would say because there are... Oh, specifically, like, freelancing, but also entertainment and media, because that's yeah. kind of what we're classified as. Yeah, so maybe just do a quick Google search. You can always call and ask them if they have experience with that. And then you can talk to a couple different ones and see like which ones you get the best feel for. And like, because I feel like too, some, if you pick one that doesn't really understand, they're not gonna get your write-offs right. And like we had to actually talk to our accountant a couple times to kind of explain what certain Mm -hmm. things were because they didn't understand what we were doing basically. So once we were able to explain it, then they were like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Definitely. So it's like, you want to make sure your tax accountant understands what business you're in so that they're categorizing everything the right way. And you're getting, I guess, the most out of your taxes is how you could put it. Yeah. Yeah, and then also just paying taxes quarterly as well is really important just to stay on top of it. I It's weird because I don't think it's mandatory to pay quarterly, but I also think you can get fined if you don't pay quarterly. Does the that make sense? The rules are just always in a gray area. You never know yes. what's right and what's not. I think it's more for S-Corps that like you do need to be paying like monthly and 
quarterly. I think for LLC, you can pay a big lump sum, but it's going to be a big lump sum. And I think it's not as accurate. I'm not. Yeah. Honestly, I am not sure. Do not quote me on this. <laughs> not sure. But again, <laughs> for peace of mind, it's but better yeah, to we do stay we on do top this. of it and pay, you know, either monthly or quarterly just to make sure your numbers look good. Everything is like balanced out. Like there's nothing too crazy. So that is just something we would recommend looking into and yeah just setting up and having your own llc at the end of the day if you are doing content creation full-time specifically like in my opinion that is 100 necessary if you are full-time if you're mm-hmm. not full-time and it's still kind of a side hustle then it's kind of like wishy-washy but if you are making a decent amount of money and it's a side hustle I personally would still LLC. Same. That is and also, like, it helps to not, I really like being an LLC because I'm not throwing my social security number out left and right yeah. to these brands that, do we trust them? Like, not really. Um, yeah. Like some of these, you know, so you also can put your EIN number instead of your social security number. You're not, you know, personal personally liable for things like certain things I don't know yeah I definitely recommend doing and it's like you just look legit to the IRS and I think that's what's important like if you're if you're running this as a business you need to treat it fully as a business so I feel like that leads into our next thing which is setting up a business bank account number one and then getting a credit card with points which is like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing you guys so I feel like with setting up the bank account that's when you can get a business card which is super helpful because then when you're buying something for your business you put that charge on the business card and that way you're Mm -hmm. not putting personal charges on a business card because that's where I feel like it gets really confusing and messy and so you just want to make sure that you're keeping those things as separate as possible especially for tracking purposes and then you guys know we love our amex cards so much and i truly wish i signed up for this way sooner because same basically what i'm doing now is i literally put all my business expenses on it and you get i feel like I don't know. I feel like you get really good points with it and there's so many perks and like we will like buy our flights now with the points that we get from our purchases for our business. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's a really good card. Another alternative is people really love the Chase. I think it's the Chase Sapphire. Yeah. Maybe it's one above that. I can't remember. People really like that one too. There's so many cards out there like Yeah, I feel like for us, because we travel so much, the Amex one is really nice because it has the Centurion lounges. And then if you fly Delta, you can get into the Delta lounges. And there's just like so many different perks. I literally could go on, but like you get Uber credits every month. There's you get a airline credit. Yeah. Yeah, you get travel insurance with your flights. Oh, and there's, like, no international fees, Mm -hmm. anything like that. Like, I feel like there are just so many perks. It really, like, pays off when it comes to the annual fee of the card. So I definitely feel like I've gotten a lot of use out of my card, and I truly wish I signed up for it sooner. So you can definitely do research and figure out which one fits your needs best because I know some are geared more towards, like, dining, I think. So if you're, like, a restaurant person and you want points on that, like, you could – go for a card like that or maybe it's just like cash back cards like I don't know there's so many out there now but when you have a business I feel like it's I feel like large corporate companies do this anyway it's so smart to you get a card with points so that when you're have all your business expenses you're getting points for that too Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like this is another thing people don't really talk about too much or it's just very confusing So, yeah, we're finally figuring this out for ourselves, but there are literal accounts dedicated to explaining each card and how to use them. Yes. So, yeah, we really like Amex. 
I feel like we usually, or like I use like the points guy. I feel like that's a really good one to reference. Or like when you're just searching and doing research on the internet, looking for a card, that like that one pulls up the most, I feel like. Yeah. For me, it did anyway. So yeah, I think too. And it helps build credit as well. So as long as you're paying it off monthly, you're not carrying a balance, like you're being really responsible about it. I feel like it's definitely a smart move for your business. And yeah, especially if you're making larger purchases, like say if you have to buy a new laptop, you know, for your work, like put that on a business credit card and get points for that purchase. Or if you're buying Mm -hmm. flights and you're traveling, like put that on the card, like all of that stuff, it really adds up. And I think for me is I, I used to have a very bad relationships with credit cards. So I was always so scared to use them because I was like, I don't want to fall, you know, like into debt and like not like just like overspend and not pay attention basically. And so I would never use credit cards to avoid that. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally put everything on my credit card. And yeah. I was like, I was not getting points for this. Like, how was I not doing that? So I feel like it's definitely worth looking into and something I wish I would have started way sooner, mm-hmm. way, way sooner. So same. I think that's something that people don't really talk about when it comes to their like businesses and behind the scenes and, you know, running your business, the importance and the benefits of having like a credit card with points like that. So yeah, definitely look into that. Another thing I wish that we knew like from the get go, obviously we just have learned a lot, but is setting a schedule and creating boundaries to avoid burnout. I think this is a big one because like with social media, we were always on. There's really not a lot of off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is something I was not even paying attention to was, yeah, just really not paying attention to it. And then discovered in therapy that this actually was a huge source of my burnout or like um, if I, you know, was comparing myself or whatever, like lots of mental health things. Um, So I feel like this year I'm actually paying attention to it and I'm actually, um, I don't know, I feel like I really do try to give myself breaks and if I'm scrolling too much, comparing too much, whatever, I try to allow myself to get off journal whatever set some boundaries with myself I was not setting any boundaries with social media and that there's a lot of crossover there like our yeah our it's hard life is our job or right we like share everything about our life so there's a lot of crossover so you need to find what works for you yeah I think one I think it just depends like who you are as a person and what works best so it just finding whatever works for you so I know the like on your phone you can set time limits on certain apps to you know give a reminder to like not spend so much time or if you like time blocking you can get one of those cute little time things on Amazon like I feel like it truly just depends I feel like for me I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out but yeah turning off is always hard because one I genuinely enjoy it so so much and so it's like okay how do you set boundaries with like doing it for work versus doing it for fun because I feel like you should be able to scroll for fun too and then like the boundary of like just not being on your phone all the time it's just like a lot to juggle I feel like right for me it's like if I start to feel overwhelmed or stuck or if I'm avoiding something by being on social media, that's when I know I need to mm, take a okay, break. And yeah. that's when I need to set a boundary, especially for the days where I feel like I'm editing and working on my phone the entire day. By the end of the day, like when 7 p.m. rolls around, like I can't, I don't know what this feeling is, but I can only describe it by being extremely overwhelmed because you're just literally staring at a phone screen all day like that is yeah just- what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co uh, 
I can't. So that's when I know, like, I'll, like, do little things. Like, I'll literally just leave my phone at home while I take Kylo for a walk or going to the beach always clears my head. So those are things that I do and that I know. I I feel like the biggest thing is, like, recognizing the feeling you get when those things happen. Like, for me, it's described as overwhelming. So then it's like, okay, this is what I do for that. So I feel like awareness is the best thing to do to anyone else but i if i'm on my phone too much like too long like like you said all day editing like it's just one of those days i feel like i start to get nauseous because i've looked at a screen for too long yeah that makes sense so i feel like that is also one of my signs where i'm like okay like you need to put your phone down if you're like feeling nauseous because you've been looking at a screen too much like yeah it is time so that's like one go. way that I obviously notice too. My body is literally like, I feel like my eyes are pretty sensitive. So that's when I'm like, that's when I know. So yes, we have like physical yeah. reactions. Our bodies are like, okay, take a break because clearly yeah. you're not getting the hint. Yeah. And I try to, to like, not every hour, but I try to just go outside for five to 10 minutes every few hours whatever and just take a breather soak in the sunshine play with the dogs I don't know just to like move around otherwise I'll be like sitting at my desk like hunched over like no for eight hours just editing and (laughs) and I feel like I don't know I just get sad at that point like I feel like that's when I start getting those like thoughts of oh my god I just like comparing and then comparing is like it just mm-hmm. brings in these like depressive states. So, yeah. yeah. And I think too, to recognizing for sure. And like recognizing a productive scroll too. So it's like being intentional when you're on your phone. And again, like I said, like, yes, having fun, but because we do it all the time, it's like setting those time limits for like your fun scroll, for your productive mm-hmm. scroll, for your work scroll, and just not doing overdoing it and overkill I feel like it's an important thing to try to figure out as well but it's also really hard and easier said than done so also still navigating that part too always but one thing too is kind of once you get yourself established and you create routines you know and if you're doing this full-time I feel like potentially hiring an assistant to help you manage your platforms is so helpful I know at first, like, I was so hesitant because I was like, I could be doing this myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need help. But it wasn't about that at all. It was, again, getting my screen time down, being able to Mm -hmm. focus on certain things, and then to have someone help me manage multiple platforms and, like, repurpose my content and, like, just do a bunch of things. And then once I was able to pass off those tasks and kind of start to focus on other things, I truly now, I don't even know what I would do without an assistant because I'm, like, there's no way I'd have time for everything that she does on top of everything that I do. And I feel like that was very eye-opening because I'm, like, one of those people where I'm, like, I could do it myself. Oh, same. I think it's like if you are wondering if you should hire one or when the right time is, I feel like I've had that question before. It's for me, it was I was just feeling very burnt out and overwhelmed like all the time. And so that's when I knew. And now it's kind of like if I am feeling that way, I can put more on her plate, take more off mine. And it is just, you know, it's very helpful. Even if you can hire an intern or something like that whatever works for you if you know you can create your own yeah it doesn't have to be like full-time or anything it could be like 10 hours a week five hours a week like whatever you feel like could help you because I feel like I I just had so many things that I wanted to do and I couldn't do them all and that's what would frustrate me because I'm like you know I want to post more consistently on my like to know it but that literally takes so much time and so I would get frustrated and then I wouldn't end up doing stuff or I'm like I really want to focus on you know putting out more YouTube videos or being consistent on YouTube whatever whatever that thing is I would like I would be consistent for like a week and then I would like have a new project or idea that I would start and then I would forget about the other thing and it was just this constant cycle of 
trying to do too much and trying to do the most and like being like disappointed in myself because I wasn't Mm -hmm. getting everything done so then once I hired an assistant and I even started slowly too like I gave her small tasks at the beginning just to like so that I felt comfortable and to kind of ease her in and then as time went on just like giving her a little more giving her a little more and a little more and it helps so much because one of the main things that she helps me with is editing and I love editing genuinely and at least I thought I did and then she started helping me edit and it was honestly such a relief that I didn't don't have to edit anymore because then I can focus on the content aspect and then once I get all the content I give it to her and then she edits and I just give her little tips or how I like my styling or like the type of video whatever or I'll send her like an inspo video that I like how someone else edits and then she'll do that and then I'm you know like you said creating something else and then she'll be like hey this is edited and I'm like oh my gosh that is just it's so nice so I think I was Mm -hmm. thinking about it all wrong at the beginning and I feel like people on social media don't talk about their assistants like it's like a very hush hush kind of thing people don't really talk about like how they have help or like what Mm -hmm. their assistants are doing yeah yeah and And so like when we were hiring we were like what do they do I don't know how do we do this what's the process because you don't know it's really yeah and it's really up to you it's up to it is it is interesting because I feel like we really like no one really talked about what their assistants do but you really just have to think about what is your biggest pain point and what you hate doing and offload that to them but it's there's no set way or set or right way to hire an assistant and what they should be doing it's up to you and what you need so just keep that in mind because I feel like that is where a lot of imposter syndrome came from is if I am I doing this right but like according to who you're literally Mm -hmm. the owner of your business so it's up to you um yeah it's obviously an investment but um one of my favorite quotes is if it costs you your peace it's too expensive and I told that to my sister when she moved out of our family home because that her mental state was just not good and so it costed her her peace and it was too expensive so Mm -hmm. Your mental health is currency, ladies. So prioritize yeah. that. If it's costing you your peace, hire an assistant. Hire someone else. Hire some help. Get some help. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. And I think, too, some people might see it as, like, a sign of weakness if they need help. And it's actually completely the opposite, I feel like, because it's investing in your business and it's allowing you to grow and it's like you don't have to have a hundred thousand followers to have an assistant you don't have to have fifty thousand followers to have an assistant like anyone could hire an assistant like if you want to grow pinterest if you want to grow i don't know like to know it youtube shorts whatever like you can hire someone to help you so that you can continue focusing Mm -hmm. on creating like there's no right or wrong and it's definitely not a bad thing and it's I feel like that's kind of why maybe people hide it as much as they do I feel like because sometimes you'll see girls who will post on their Instagram stories and kind of like you'll like see the assistant kind of there but it's not talked about so yeah I feel like it's yeah definitely something that was really scary at first like you said a lot of imposter syndrome am I doing this right but then once you kind of get over that and ease into it it's so like it's like having a second brain which is so nice because it's like your brain can't remember everything so then it's like you have this second brain that's like hey yeah it's true here's like like what do you need help with like here are things that we've talked about like can I do this this and this and you're like oh yeah I totally forgot about that so it's like I don't know I feel like that's the best way to describe it is it just like helps you stay on track and create more time to actually focus on creating and not stress about the mundane things like editing mm-hmm. definitely so, yeah, I think Agreed. definitely something to look into if you guys are interested in that. And then just in general, I feel like prioritizing your mental health. I feel like recently 
that's become like a big topic. I feel like when we first started, people did not talk about that at all. It was very hustle culture, very hush hush, very like it's all about me and how how do I win as opposed to like collaboration. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like I just yeah. feel like the priorities were so different when we started. Yeah, it was like if you talked openly about like mental health and taking breaks and You're, things like that, it was like a sign of You weakness. were weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love how things have completely done a 180 and yeah. that is the most important. I feel like you are the coolest person ever if you do talk about that and prioritize that. So we've come a long yeah. way in this industry for sure. I think it's like a generational thing too because I remember we've talked about like like totally. kind of talking about with our families and our, our like families were like hesitant at first or like they didn't understand why and then once you kind of like share that with them and they learn then they like get it and they see mm-hmm. if that makes sense so don't be afraid to go on that mental health journey even if like your family or your parents or your friends like don't support it or don't understand it at first because I feel like just doing it or going through it helps them see how it helps you in such a positive way and then it opens their minds because I remember like I mentioned therapy to my mom one time and she was like well I used to be a counselor like as a job and like I know all their tricks and tactics so like I'm not interested in therapy and I was like okay like that's fine you know maybe it's not for everyone and then I would tell her like about my experiences or like my sister would share her experiences with her and then eventually she was like okay like if my daughters are doing it like I'll try it you know and then she ended up getting into it so it's just like when you maybe they don't get it at first around you yeah so then it's like don't don't feel I guess scared to go on that journey even if you don't have that support around you yet because yeah like you said like you could be helping someone else without even knowing it Mm -hmm. so I feel like yeah no one no one used to talk about that so that's that's a really good thing now no literally so and then I think to just finding I feel like this is just a random tip but it's kind of a good tip is finding a hobby that is separate from social media um just because like for us like we are passionate about it and we get so excited and we love doing it genuinely every day like it's so fun but also like having something that's not social media is kind of refreshing and relaxing like I feel like my little hobby is like I love doing unfortunately it's on my phone so I'm gonna like order a book I think (laughs) but it's doing Duolingo learning French I just hit my like 300 day streak a couple days ago yeah so I'm like it's fun I look forward to it every day, but I do want to order like a French grammar book on Amazon or something so that I can read a book and like like, not be at a screen. (laughs) But I don't know. That's just like my hobby outside of social media, I feel like. Yeah. Love that. This was something my therapist really encouraged me to do and keep separate. And so, yeah, I've been on a... (laughs) a side quest of just all my spirituality things that I just haven't shared with social media really that in depth, but I will probably bring it there because it is a huge part of my life now. But I really do love that I kept it separate for a very long time. Um, And even it's like, it's not something I don't like, I just haven't fully shared. And I love that. Honestly, I think it's like very sacred. So I think that does really help. And even outside of that, like literally going on a walk at the beach is like my favorite thing ever. And so that's also, you know, I do take sunset pics. So I guess that kind of ties in, but it is a very healing. <laughs> See, it's like hard to draw the healing line. thing. I know it's, it is so hard. Like if I'm trying to like not be on my phone or if I'm like not dressed for like a shoot or anything and I'm at the beach at sunset and it's stunning, I literally get the worst FOMO. I'm like, wow, this would be so beautiful. Um, Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you got to separate it, and it's good for the soul. So, yes, huge tip. Love that. Find a hobby outside of social media. Love that. 
yeah, definitely hard, but worth it. And it's fun. And I feel like it's just refreshing and it kind of gives you like a fresh perspective on things and it just might spark new ideas for your work. So it's like, it could be for the best for your business. So yeah. Um, the next thing is that networking is very important, especially in the beginning. I think in the beginning there weren't as many events, so it wasn't as common to be going to events as much as we did. So I feel like I didn't go to events a lot at the beginning because one, I was too scared Two, I didn't feel like a lot of people were doing it. And three, Mm -hmm. I thought it was just for like really big creators. So I feel like I kind of held myself back in that way because I don't know it was just really hard so I think just knowing now what I do that networking and putting yourself out there is so important and just like eventually obviously start going and learned all these things like meeting like-minded creators is going to be so helpful to like have a support system when you're starting because a lot of your friends and family might not understand what you're trying to do especially if you live in an area where content creation or influencing is not as big as it is you know in LA or New York or Miami or major cities so it's like if you're not in a major city it could definitely be hard but Mm -hmm. just like finding friends who understand who want to shoot content with you who you relate to with something that it's hard to make friends outside of college so it's like once you graduate if you move to a new city it's very hard to make friends so it's like finding people who are interested in the same thing makes it a lot easier I feel like yeah and I feel like for events in the industry it I feel like it used to not really be surround surrounded with networking it was more so you go to these events and you look cool and you stick with your group you don't really talk to a lot of people but that mindset has completely shifted I feel like if you're not talking to other people at events that looks weird like you don't look like an approachable friendly person and I I just feel like that was a huge shift in the industry too so just know that that's truly what the vibe is for events if you are someone who are who is really nervous to go by yourself um I think it's really weird if you're not talking to other people at events or like at least being a friendly approachable Mm -hmm. type of girly yeah I think we always try we try to go up and say hi to people when we're at events just because we know like a lot of people deal with social anxiety and they might be nervous to say hi so it's like you know you could break the ice by just going up and saying hi to them if you feel comfortable And also just networking with the brands too at these events as well to build those long-term relationships. If you don't know anyone at the event, like so easy to go up to the brand rep, introduce yourself, you know, build that relationship, get that FaceTime in. Um, We have a whole episode on going to events alone and that is one of my favorite episodes we've Mm -hmm. done. We got such positive feedback on that one. So if this is something you struggle with, I would definitely go listen to that episode because I feel like we shared a lot of good tips on how to basically go to an event alone and make it successful even if you don't stay that long. So I think like I I used to go to events and not say hi to the brand rep and in retrospect I'm like what was the actual point of that? (laughs) like like it is still for work so it's like you want to make sure you're saying hi to the person who invited you or just connecting with the influencer coordinator or whoever to just introduce yourself and say hi like it will get you so much further and you know those relationships brand reps move all the time you could get an intro to another brand I don't know it's like this whole circle that keeps on happening over and over again so definitely make sure when you go to events you are saying hi and introducing yourself and connecting with the brand rep there period like yeah and they're they're gonna be like the nicest people mm-hmm. there because they really they they're working so you were part of their job and yeah. they will always be happy to say hi to you yeah and I think too just a reminder and just remember that I feel like the influencer circles can be small. So I feel like it's just so important to make sure you're just friendly with everyone saying hi. I feel like too, if you're someone, you know, like me who can struggle with resting bitch face is like (laughs) making sure that you're trying to smile 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yes. I don't know, laughing a little, having fun that way. It doesn't look like you're like having a miserable time, even though you are having fun, just trying to be a little more approachable, but just being friendly in general, I think goes a long way. And like, you're going to mm-hmm. run into the same people at these events over and over. So it's like, might as well say hi, might as well introduce yourself. And that way, the next time you see them, you can, you can just go up and say hi. And then it's like the next time you see them, you feel like you're friends. So yeah. it's like, you might as well start that cycle the first time. True. Cause then I feel like it's awkward when you go to like five different events and you keep seeing the same people and like, no one says anything. And then oh, it's, it's like, so Oh, we awkward. were just at the like same event. Obviously know each other kind of, or like, yeah. Senior. So I feel like that's a good icebreaker to be like, Oh my gosh, like, were you just at this last event? I think I saw you, but like I was heading out or like you were talking to yeah. someone and I didn't want to interrupt, but just wanted to say hi and introduce myself. I think we follow each other on Instagram. I don't know. Throw something out there. Yes, but perfect. I feel like people appreciate, like, I feel like it's nice when someone comes up, introduces themselves and says hi. Like it's such a nice feeling when it happens to you. So I feel like why not try and do that with other people if you feel comfortable enough? Yeah. I don't know. Just my two cents on that. I feel like it's what we kind of try to do. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, and then more things we learned is never forcing your content. Unfortunately, this took a while to learn because I feel like people used to never talk about the struggle of shooting content. It just seemed like people would take photos, it would be really easy, and then they'd post them, and they would do so well. And, like, no one talked about, like, what if you had bad lighting? What if there's bad weather? What if that your outfit wasn't working? Like, no one talks about the struggles of the behind the scenes. So I feel like just remembering that quality over quantity always and if it's not working, don't force it. Yeah, we used to shoot like so, so much. We used to shoot like two to three times a week. And we would have like, I feel like we always would have like 10 on deck, like 10 outfits, mm-hmm. 10 posts on deck, which is kind of crazy to think about now. Um, which is fine, like, honestly, saves you com- some stress, but also we, as we were saying earlier in this episode, we are prioritizing, like, mental health and not burning out, so that's kind of where we're at now, but yeah, quality always over quantity, um, we don't prioritize posting every single day if we weren't happy with how something came out, because it comes across. Yeah comes across in the content yeah definitely and I think too like we'll actually be out shooting and you'll be like oh I can shoot another outfit and I'll be like like shoot me in another outfit and I'm like no I'm good I'm so over it like I just know if I try to shoot another outfit like Like my face will just not it is yeah so I'm like is there's no point in even like forcing it wasting the time and then getting frustrated or being disappointed or annoyed or whatever because it didn't work out when I just know I'm not in the mental space to do it, I think it's just so much better to be able to call it and just be like, we'll get them next time. We'll do better next time. It's yeah. fine. Like there's always a next time. So I think that's something that's really important to remember. And I feel like too, just shooting content in public takes practice and it, it will get easier. I remember when I, we first started, I was always so nervous that people we're watching and judging but now we literally don't even really see what's going on around us and actually people I feel like where we are are pretty nice like people will walk around us if we're taking photos or like you know like I don't know they won't be rude about it so I feel like we're kind of lucky in that aspect but definitely takes practice taking content in public like that was a struggle at first for sure yeah don't be hard on yourself if you are too embarrassed or you're just it's not for you just try to push yourself um if you're a tripod girly props to you just keep going I feel like the tripod girlies like usually shoot like really early in the morning so maybe practice doing that not many people out and about so you can get used to it I feel like you'll get to a point where you have blinders on and you literally just could not care less um, about anything around you 
That yeah, so it's weird. so funny because the main place in San Diego that we take photos is right in front of another hotel and there's always like three to five workers outside of this hotel mm-hmm. doing valet. We're right next to a coffee shop where there's like always people and like at they like watch us and like at this point we're literally like they're probably so used to seeing us now. Like we yeah, literally will take true. an outfit, we get in the car, we change and then we come out in a whole new outfit. Like <laughs> they were probably confused at first, but now they're they're probably so used to it. They're just like, oh, these girls again. Yeah, seriously. And it's fine. Like, people get over it. And yeah, like, who if, cares? It's projection if they're really judging you that much. They're judging. Like, okay, they're yeah. watching some... They're watching people follow their dreams, put themselves out there. Maybe they can't do the same, so they'll judge you, but... Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, I remember, like, I would always tell myself this at the beginning, is, like, at the end of the day, like they're not paying your bills you are so it truly does not matter what they think so yeah do your thing don't be afraid to put yourself out there get that content and you know I would say most of the time you'd never see those people again but unfortunately we see the same people at that hotel and that coffee shop all the time so we will see those people again but it's fine they know what to expect now because we've done it so much. So I At feel like, point, honestly, yeah, we've, we have desensitized <laughs> them to what we do and they're yes. just used to it. Like, it's normal now. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but practice. It works. Practice, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Practice, it works. Um, and then I feel like lastly with content is don't try to force an aesthetic or trend if it's not you. I think I personally used to do this a lot. I would try every trend, every aesthetic. Like if I saw someone blow up because they posted something, I would try to do something similar and like make it work for my page. And it just felt very lost. It was giving lost. It was giving chaos. It was giving not authentic. So we decided to stop doing that and just focus on prioritizing my audience and like what they were responding well to like actually looking at my insights and being like okay what's getting the most saves what's getting the most engagement what's getting the most reach and like starting to recreate that kind of content and I think that's when I started to figure out you know for me that neutrals were doing really well like wearing a baseball hat does really well etc so that's how I kind of stopped doing like aesthetics like believe it or not you guys I had very colorful eras and like definitely did the whole cottage core picnic mm-hmm. vibes yeah so tvt yeah. yeah stay stay true to you find and it takes some takes some practice takes could take years to happen to us yeah um, you'll get it you'll figure out what works it'll just like click one day and you'll know trust me you'll y- know yes you will know like it will just feel right and it comes across in your content Mm -hmm. in your engagement with your audience you'll know yeah and I feel like that kind of ties into our last thing which is don't be afraid to try new things so I definitely don't think it hurts to try you know certain aesthetics or styles or trends or whatever to see but if you truly don't feel like it's you don't force it and try to do it for the wrong reason so it's like making sure the intentions behind it are good and not that you're just trying to fit in and do what everyone else is doing because it's trendy right now Mm -hmm. but that you're actually doing it because you genuinely want to try it or because you like the aesthetic and you like saving that kind of content so you might want to try it yourself if that makes sense yeah yeah because if you fall into that and it does well and you keep you keep trying and it's not you you're gonna get stuck (laughs) you're gonna put yourself in a box and then I think that's where burnout comes in honestly yeah and I think too I feel like when you're not afraid to try new things it definitely stretches your creativity and you might find something new that you like like for example I feel like I used to never wear hats because I always thought I had a funny shaped head. I don't know why I thought this or where that thought came (laughs) from. I literally have no idea. But I started seeing girls wear baseball caps and I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. It's so cute. So I feel like I started to wear them and get more used to them on me. And then I love them so much. And now I feel like my best performing content, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. I have a hat on. So 
I wouldn't have found that out if I didn't try something new. And I feel like I kind of went through the same thing with a slick bun. I thought my head was, like, again, a funny shape. And so I would never wear a slick bun because, like, you just feel so self-conscious. Like, yeah, it looks weird, but it, like, actually doesn't. Like, it, to like, everyone else, it looks normal. Fine, yeah. So once you kind of get over that and then you start to wear it like that, you're like, oh, I actually like this. Or, like, this is like my style like this is great so I think it never hurts to try something new at least once see how you feel and then if you post it see how your audience responds and kind of feel it out from there and Mm -hmm. make a decision so I feel like growth is always a good thing so trying new things and growing is never gonna be a bad thing yeah yeah (laughs) I feel like also a lot of my best performing content is content I wasn't even planning on posting because it's not necessarily the regular things that I post and that always does the best and it's so funny because that of course that's how it happens but yeah trying new things switching it up every so often um is always good you'll be you'd be surprised yeah and I think too is like people don't really talk about it or like talk about when they're trying new things because it's like you're scared to put yourself out there and what Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out then like are people going to judge you I feel like there's a lot of like thought process that goes behind that so just know that trying new things or trying a new trend and putting yourself out there is a great thing it's a positive thing and it's so good for growth I even think for you as a person you know so totally I just think it to remember that when you are trying something new, even if you feel like imposter syndrome or you don't know how it's going to perform or you don't like it, just like, you know, you could tell your audience like, hey, I'm trying out this new style. What do you think? You know, just throw it out there. It's kind of like fake it till you make it vibes. Yeah. Remember that literally no one actually cares as much as you do. Like probably no one is noticing or no one. I just feel like you think things are so much more embarrassing in your head when in reality Mm -hmm. like no one thought twice about what you just said on your story you know (laughs) it's like we say it's not that serious it's not that serious just do you everyone is so worried about themselves and how they look so (laughs) just remember that totally so hope you guys liked this episode because we really wanted to just talk about and dive into more behind the scenes and things that we feel like are important and that we prioritize on the back end side of things to kind of help the front side of things to be successful if that makes Mm -hmm. sense so hopefully you maybe learned something new in this episode or just found some encouragement or inspiration to put yourself out there try new things or try something new with your business so do you want to share our listener of the week this week Yes, our listener of the week is Rachel Brunel. I think that's how you say her last name, but her Instagram handle is at rachel.brunelle. Um she has shared us on her story, on her story, and we really really appreciate that so much. Um and yeah, she just has the cutest little like minimal chic street style vibes on her page. Just honestly giving like Sophia Richie vibes we love it she's stunning so we really appreciate you listening Rachel and sharing on your story shout out to you yeah thank you so much and we appreciate all the shares always as it helps us reach new audiences and helps people find our podcast so Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much And yeah, as always, we have our Facebook group. It's the Influence Community, where we just chat and share all things influencing. Um, Trying to think. What else? I I just blinked. Um, We're we're still (laughs) trying to maybe do a New York Fashion Week meetup. Still coordinating. Think about Mm -hmm. that. So stay tuned if you're going this year. Uh, But yeah, we hope you guys have an amazing week. And yeah, see you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review, and we'll see you next week. Bye.